This is Well Basically with your hosts, Mike DeSilva, Leila Gulassi, and Sam Weeks. Well, basically. On today's show, we had our fun general conversation. What did we talk about? Love and relationships. And mental health. We had a little check-in, didn't we? It was fun. Correct. Um, and then we moved on to our big, bad, bad, bad topic, which was self-monitoring. So we talked about three different things. Numero uno, we talked about vices. So the things we know that are good for us, but we do them. Number two was how to self-monitor with food. This is without counting the calories. And number three was self-monitoring around training. This is... Well, basically... Feel all right. Yeah. Feel all right. It's mediocre. <laughs> the song just always makes me super happy. It is. Good vibes. Good vibes. This is like a walk to work and like, fuck yeah, I'm going to work. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm fucking pleased about <laughs> yeah. it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay. This is the mood today. This is the vibe. We're setting the tone. Hey, Mikey. That's a stretch. (laughs) (laughs) Bias. So good. Um, This is Outstanding by The Gap Band. It's a great song. You should listen to it on your way to work. It'll make you love your job. (laughs) No, it won't. (laughs) (laughs) Oi. Don't come in here with that. I haven't done my job. Ah, what's going on, everybody? How's the mental health? How's the physical health? The mental health disaster. (laughs) Um, Let's talk about why you weren't here last week, Mikey. Mental health disaster. (laughs) (laughs) Life got too much and I had to take some time out. That's okay. Time out's good. Sometimes we need that. And eat Nutella in the shower. (laughs) That sounds very messy. Also, don't know how I feel about watery Nutella. You know what? It could work. Well, the, I didn't dunk the Nutella. <laughs> I just imagine you under the shower, the, the water's going in your face and you're it scooping. It's separate to my hygiene activity. <laughs> I just like, picture sitting in the shower and scooping it out with your fingers and just rubbing it on your face <laughs> to wipe away your tears. That's what I'd do. <laughs> Nutella body wash. Interesting two different directions. Yeah, though. wow, yeah. We've, both, we're all, we've got good imaginations in here. Yeah, I'm just weird. <laughs> that's all right. That's good. I like it. Uh, you feeling better? I mean, par for the course. <laughs> <laughs> Solid five out of ten. That's what we're shooting for. <laughs> That's at least fifty percent. Yeah. Uh, what are you doing That's... to get yourself out of your little hole? Out of a little hole. Uh, taking some time for myself. Uh, it was inconvenient skipping last week, but I needed it. Yeah. Uh, I needed to have a break and doing a bit more sleeping. Yeah. Oh, and some other bits and pieces. Okay. And Nutella. That's disgusting. <laughs> See prior conversation. Nutella is a key integral part of this. I thought we, mental health recovery. Yeah. Um, we, we, had, we had fun last week, even though you weren't here. We still yes, had you did. We're glad to have you no, back. It's not. We are. We're oh, very thank happy. you, guys. Yeah. I'm glad to be we, back. We too. did miss you. <laughs> My little interjections. Did you miss those? Yeah, we're we back. Are you well, bringing your A game today? <laughs> yeah, well, oh. actually. <laughs> we should. You should <laughs> when, we do, when we do our one, you should do one. Actually. Do well, actually. <laughs> uh, a game. I'm going to bring a solid B plus game. Okay, all right. Yeah. At 50% yeah. capacity with a B plus. Bring yeah, a and B+ anything game. above that, pleasant surprise. Okay, sweet. <laughs> We're trying to throw you some alley oops. Oh, okay. Yeah. And how are you guys? 
Uh, 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 uh. I'm great. Yep. I've had a good week. I've gotten really into orange wine. I had drank too much wine on the weekend. Well, not too much. Orange uh, wine? Yeah. Have you had orange wine? A fruit what? wine? No. It kind of looks like orange juice, though. So <laughs> this is going to become a wine podcast. Please explain. So it's, uh, it's like a white. But wine they, reviews. Yeah, wine reviews. <laughs> Yeah, maybe. Well, last some- week was movie reviews. This week's mine. <laughs> I haven't watched a movie this week, no, so there'll I'm be no the segment. There'll be no. There'll be no movie. There'll be no movie review this week. <laughs> I haven't written anything or planned anything, but I got no feedback on it, so I'm assuming you don't like it. So there's going to be no movie reviews going forward. Anyway, orange wine. It's a um, it's a white with skin contact, so it's got plain Christmas and freshness. After that, because of the skin contact, it's got tannins like a red wine, kind of a hybrid of both. It tastes um, interesting, which is why I like it. It's a little spicy, fruity number, you know? There you go. <laughs> if my family was to do wine reviews, it'd be like, yeah, it gets you seven out of ten pissed. So, and it's seven a, out of ten goer. friendly on the bank account, so it's a goer. Yeah, wine can be cheap. Clean skin from um, Aldi is like, it's like three bucks for a bottle of wine. Why are you looking at me when you say that? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> presumptuous. Well, I remember several times Correct. You, we used to like buy cheap wine and then uh, make like a some sort of oh, cheap sangria. Yeah, you <laughs> add juice to make it taste okay. One hundred percent me. Yeah, that is. Um, yeah, and yeah, I haven't done that for a while. We should do that. My Instagram feeds changed to people who are super body positive. Yeah, I, I didn't follow enough of those people, and like just like my Instagram feed now makes me feel instantly better because of all these yeah. people who are actually opening up and talking about a whole bunch of amazing stuff that a lot of fuckwits don't talk about, really. That's mm. important. Did you see the and whole controversy over Gymshark? I missed Ooh. that, but I like their shorts. Okay, so Gymshark posted uh, a photo of someone who doesn't look like they're fit and everyone was like, she's disgusting, isn't this a fitness brand? Oh, my and fucking so, God. Let me show you this one here. That's what's been going on. Let's read this caption because I think I'm going to like it. Because we are all both soft whilst also being incredibly strong. One side is not weaker, less valid, or less worthy. Both both exist together perfectly. Beautiful words, beautiful body, beautiful soul. I agree. She looks beautiful. A bit like when the Nike oh store put God. the mannequins. Some of this oh. shit is fucked. Yeah, it's pretty <clears throat> bad, isn't it? Yeah, people are horrible cunts. Oh, my God. Won't you buy any more right, products Mikey. from Fat Shark after this post. As my old followed. boss said, you're just a pack of cunts. <laughs> <laughs> I can appreciate that. <laughs> uh, and interesting too, because that person in that still fits or conforms more than a lot of other people. So, I mean, it's so fucked. Just because she doesn't fit that narrow definition of what a fitness so person narrow. should look like. Yeah. Ah, oh, fuck people. Makes me sad. That's why we try and change the world. That's what our job is. That's right. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, that's what. That's Fuel what's for been the fire. What do I have? Uh, I've got nothing. Handstands are going good. That, yeah, yeah, real good. But that's like not important. It is uh, important. Um, you always downplay everything you say. Yes, you, you do stop do that. that. Do I? Yes. Yeah. Why do I do that? Why do you think? And I then do? you say I'm shit afterwards all the time as well. <laughs> that's it. You're like I'm so shit. <laughs> but also, last week I said I was the best. <laughs> that's right. You've got to say that more. wildly. <laughs> <laughs> I guess it depends what mood I'm in. <laughs> You say I'm shit a lot more than you say I'm the best. But I am the best. I'm just shit sometimes, you know? <laughs> <laughs> what did, what did Reese used to say? I, I think, fuck, like, because he took a module when we were training. This is one of our mutual friends, Reese, before. Um, He took a module. I think I was training for grit. So, like, you get taught how to teach the class. Yeah. And then you get up and present. And Reese, <laughs> I remember him just elbowing me in the side and goes, don't be shit, okay? <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah, just don't the be best shit. words of encouragement ever. Yeah. I think that's what I got when I was filming too. <laughs> like, no pressure. Try and think about that every day. Wake up in the morning. What if you do, Sam? Just don't be just shit. Don't be shit. <laughs> just don't be shit. Classic. I love those pieces of advice. Yeah. Simple, effective. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, let's talk about sex and relationships. Michael, <laughs> 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 oh, you're so successful at relationships. Please give us some advice. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, what, what do you have? <laughs> hey, we're in the we're in the same boat, man. I've just been randomly trying. Layla, you you seem and... like you're in a really happy, solid, supportive, loving relationship, and yeah, what's I that like? fucking love guy. He's great. <laughs> Your partners, you guys are just like so in love, and I love it. I'm not, I'm <laughs> so not joking. So in love, and I love it. Yeah, he's a very, very amazing human being. Yeah, yeah. I'm very, very lucky in that sense. Yeah, that's Good communication. Fine. We can like have mm. fun and laugh and be goofy and. I am in a good place. I mean, you've you're in a long distance, like a long distance. <laughs> long distance. <laughs> you definitely. Weren't. I suppose Bramwick Dangany. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what the fuck? You're in a like a, a relationship before, but did you like take the lessons that you learned from the the prior one and kind of just not wanting any of the past stuff that you had and kind of being really open and honest from day one because that can fuck some people up. Like I've gone into things and you I can be way too honest and then they're like wow you're really weird and that's pretty much how I figure out that it, it's not going to work out yeah <laughs> to be fair yeah oh, well. I've just not been around the bush <laughs> yeah not hit a fuck spiders just you <laughs> <laughs> yes 100% I think you always take lessons from something that didn't work I also think yeah with age experience also I have my daughter to think about I just don't have time to fuck around and I realize you just got to say what you want because a lot of times we don't say it because we're scared of losing that person or we want their approval or love in the beginning. And then we just put off the inevitable of, oh, we're not really compatible because I wasn't really being my authentic That's self. That's when shit gets so fucked. Yeah. yeah. And you're just like, uh, you know what? That's actually worse. I'd rather just know up front that, you know what? You're not really on board for that. And that's cool. Yeah. yeah. No time for fuck boys. <laughs> <laughs> Exactly. If you put out fuckboy energy, that's what you get. You get fuckboys. <laughs> what are some like red flags for you, Mikey? Let's get you involved. Me, man. I'm the red flag. <laughs> 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 who's the, wait, who's the matador? <laughs> I like where you took that over. <laughs> like, do you ever, have you ever had like a situation where someone like does something and you're like, oh, it's done? Yeah. There's no way so we like can. There's just so many. I don't know where to start with this. <laughs> I, like, how long is a piece of string? <laughs> I have a very select set of criteria. Can you think of like it's a, just not going to work. Can you think anyone. of like a moment where someone did like one thing and you were just like something that's not even like seriously a real bad thing, but just something in your books is just, oh, nah. I fucking hate that. Or someone's like said something. There, <laughs> There was, I don't know, this is a series of things There was this one guy who was so Botoxed to the tits When I first met him and then it wore off And (laughs) (laughs) and Like he was obsessed with fucking plastic surgery Not plastic surgery, like all these things Fillers and Botox And was like constantly medicated You know, like in an unnecessary 
amount. Like I doubt he was prescribed these things. (laughs) But I hung in there for a little bit because it was like what it was a train wreck and it was exciting to watch. That's what people do. They're like we see that. It's okay. He wasn't he wasn't a really nice person, so that sounds horrible, but it's okay. I find I get into places where I without knowing Mm. I end up with these people who you're the fixer. I just like, and it's like I'm not even trying to find that, but it just always ends up happening. Maybe I just it's because I think I'm the fucking best, and everyone needs help. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think that. I don't think it's that. really. It's really. Maybe you think common, it brings though. you brings value in some way. Yeah, maybe. But don't chase that dragon. It's not a fun dragon. No. I think that's everybody because we always live in the hope of like, oh, I'll be the person to change them. Or even if you're in a long-term relationship that's not going well, you're like, oh, but remember this one time they were really good or remember when we in the beginning when it was good? Yeah, you can't do that, eh, because no. you end up stuck. You think that things are going to go back and more often than not, they don't. You don't see it yourself for a long time, right? Mm. You're like, you can even have your friends telling you that shit's fucked. And you refuse to listen. You're like, no, no, no. This is actually cool and fine. Yeah. But you don't have that sort of hindsight to like step back and go, whoa. Yeah. Okay. It's probably not good. That's the thing. People live in like that hope. And it's like, you know, you need to you need to look at someone not for their potential, but who they actually are. Yeah. And why, how they actually why, treat you. Why waste your time, right? It's <laughs> a bit rough, guys. <laughs> <laughs> uh. <laughs> oh, yeah. Relationships. Very complex. And a lot of times it's because a lot of things that not saying pe- even people with great parents, we all have like childhood trauma or things that made us who we are. So we carry these certain things where maybe as a kid we were like the fixer and when someone was in trouble we wanted to do that or some people are like the people pleaser and then they carry that their eight-year-old self into their adult life but it doesn't really serve them anymore. That's why it's important to always question why. I think too many people are scared of having too high standards. But I think you've just, no, you know what? <laughs> <laughs> but you know what? It's better to be, to be fair, people are like, oh, a relationship's great. It's like, yeah, but it's only great if it's going to add to your life. Otherwise, you know what? It's better to be on your own. Like you don't need anybody to complete you. Yeah, it's nice. But if someone's not going to add to your life, then we know how much stress a shit relationship can be. It's not worth it. I fall into that trap sometimes of like feeling like, I need someone to tell me I'm great. Do you ever get that? I could tell you you're great. There we go. Problem solved. <laughs> Are you over this conversation? No, no. The way you said that. The way you said that. Sorry. Let's up. move the fuck up. Sometimes my tone is a little bit short. It's yeah. just my voice and face. <laughs> <laughs> you're great, by the way. There we go. <laughs> It still sounded so shit. I need more positive <laughs> tea from you. <laughs> you do you the best. You do you the best. Let's. We've talked about a lot of so many different things. That's good. Yeah. Um. Fuck. That's going to be a tricky edit. <laughs> yeah. Just snip that out. <laughs> nip that snip. Snip. Wonderful. So we have some things you can do to self monitor without getting too much control, right? Because often we see that too much control can lead to those disordered behaviours that we talk about lots and lots and lots. So we've broken it down into three points. We've got the fun stuff, the stuff that's fun, but we know we shouldn't do. I thought we'd start with that because that's that's fun. (laughs) (laughs) Naughty. Yeah. And then um, talking about food and eating and then training last, the fun stuff. Layla, you specifically brought this up. What's your vice? Do you trust anyone who doesn't have a vice? I don't. (laughs) 
I think sometimes people think they don't have a vice, but they do. Everyone, if you don't have one, fuck you. <laughs> I'm trying to think. You surely have one. Like what? Give me an example. Um, drinking alcohol, <laughs> smoking cigarettes. That could, I mean, it doesn't have to be like a oh, bad, bad vice. You got it on the first one. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I thought I'd know it. What else could be advice? Well, the but I'm I like to any form of drug. Vaping, yeah. <laughs> God, there's so many. Anything you really enjoy that's probably yeah, not the could best be shopping, thing for you. Shopping, whatever. yeah. Oh, yes, actually. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, I hate shopping because I don't like people. But online shopping, yeah. like, I've gotten a little bit carried away. I think that's been everyone's favourite in ISO. Yeah. Vice is right. Alcohol and shopping. Alcohol and shopping. What's mine? Love. Oh, God, I love so much. I love. <laughs> well, basically. It's definitely a vice for me. <laughs> going to wave up well basically the shit out of that <laughs> yeah like ever since coming back from berlin i it's not a problem i just like to have fun you know you can tell by my glasses i'm a fun guy i'm a mushroom that's like fun. i feel like that's what a lot of if he was saying that and shooting up heroin then i would be yeah. worried yeah yeah. That's when you're worried. <laughs> I just like to think of myself as living a uh, balanced lifestyle. But, yeah, I definitely have vices. I'm yeah. fun. Woo. Agree. Wait. Don't seek validation from us. Um, yeah, you just like with that stuff, you really have to know yourself and be responsible, right? I feel like I know myself pretty well. So I have fun. I also know myself and I don't dabble too much because – Oh, actually, once I fucking did dabble a lot and, <laughs> and fucking was doing it just about every weekend when I was like 25. Yeah, well, I, I, think, I think I I yeah, think I went through a patch of that. But like, there's no way, I think as you get older, you get more responsibility and you go, wow, there's no way I can do this all the time. That kind of sorted me out. But I didn't, like, that wasn't like a form of self-monitoring as much as going, wow, you actually have, a, have life and responsibility in a job and like a serious job and you're running your own business there's probably some things that need to change in order for you to function as a human being and be good at stuff. So that's when you kind of check in with yourself. Replacing a shitty habit with something new. Yeah. And like a help, like trying to sub it out can be quite good. You just got to make sure that you don't go too fucking hard in the other thing. And it's yeah. Cause oh. I would have run myself to the ground, but that seemed to work. Yeah, um, and surrounding it's also your surroundings. So you surround y- yourself with people who might not necessarily um, smoke. Smoke. Well, yeah, smoke. Like you can have people. People that smoke aren't evil, right? <laughs> no, but, but when um, if you're trying to kick a habit, you maybe spend a little bit less time, time while you're yeah. building up, or just make that decision to be like, well, if I go and hang out with these people, I'm going to do a shitload of cocaine, so I probably shouldn't. <laughs> it's very expensive. <laughs> yeah, I'll go um, if it's free. The white Charlie. <laughs> um, <laughs> That's kind of what I did yeah. to get rid of that particular vice. That wasn't really an ongoing battle. I just kind of did it mm. and swapped it out and was quite successful. If I put my mind to something like really hard, I can do it. That's the thing. A lot of people are like tell people to quit ciggies and it's like, you know what? When I think back, like I smoked for like seven years and I actually really enjoyed smoking. It's fun. I liked it. <laughs> it's shit for you, but ask anyone. It's fun. But I was like, I don't want to wake up one day and be worried I'm going to have fucking cancer or emphysema. And I hate that feeling of like not being able to breathe, especially after like experiencing bad anxiety attacks and everything. I was just like, yeah, yeah that's no. not going to help with that. No, I remember taking my resting heart rate when I smoked and it was like 116. Yeah. Nicotine up your heart <laughs> it rate. It was so bad. Um, but yeah, I was the same. I think I tried to quit it a few times. 
But then I finally was just like, nah, this is it. And then when I put my mind to it and I really didn't want to smoke anymore, it was was much easier. Mm, No one can tell you to stop doing stuff. You really have to come to that on your own. And the way to do that is to look at how it's actually affecting everything and look at the negative. It's like a relationship. We talked about the stuff. You look at all the negative things. If the negatives outweigh the positives, that's when you need to go, hmm. Yeah. Maybe I should change. (laughs) Right. In that voice. All right. Can can it the frog? Yeah. Find some values. Live your life by some values that you want to live your life by. And if they run counter to that, then it's a fair indication that some change is going to be required. (laughs) Excuse me. (laughs) (laughs) Why? Uh, do you have any form of self? I'm going to paint you as an alcoholic, but it's okay because you guys <laughs> painted me as a fucking drug addict. So. <laughs> so it's a hard one because when you drink alcohol, all of a sudden, <laughs> you, you you know, it's a substance. So your kind of ability to regulate yourself is quite challenging. So I have to, I kind of set myself uh, some limits around what I think is a reasonable amount to drink these days. And even when I'm a bit tipsy, it's a lot easier to kind of uh, rationalize that with myself. You are really fun when you're tipsy, though, you know. Well, this is the problem. <laughs> because I, I feel like I'm fucking hilarious. You, you are. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not saying you're not fun outside of that. But, you know. I think it's like with you, with like, with, uh, it's rare. Oh, my God, my stutter. Have you ever had a dream that... That you um you had you 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 could you do you you want you you could do so you you do you could you you want you want him to do you so much you could do anything. It's so good. <laughs> Can you keep that? Yeah, I'm keeping it. It's so rare that I hang out with you in that situation. It's just like oh, here comes Mikey. <laughs> <laughs> fucking damn it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but um I mean I will on certain occasions, right? Like if it's a big event, I'm like, you know what, let's push the boat out tonight, have fun. <laughs> don't go too crazy. But um I just don't want to drink that much anymore because I've got things to do and it affects my anxiety on the other side of it. So I've had to do a lot of work around the consequences of of what happens when I drink too much as well. You get up some positives, right? Mm, that's right. Yeah, and I don't I just don't want to be, I'm too old to be hungover. Fucking on a weekend when I've got to fold my washing. You know what's really funny? I was thinking about this the other day. On a Sunday morning, mum and dad would go, <laughs> go to, they'd stay in bed and they'd make me and Ben like walk the dog and go and get the newspaper and coffees and milk. And they were 100% hungover. <laughs> you now understand. Yeah, I was like, you now understand. Yeah. Mum and dad were dusty and getting us to do stuff. And we didn't know any better. That's so funny. I'm 100% making my kids slaves when I'm hungover. Oh, can confirm <laughs> trying to look after kids with a hangover is not fun. <laughs> it's fucking terrible. I mean, it's all right occasionally, right? But there was a point, uh, particularly before I actually left, New Zealand where I was really struggling with stuff and I was just blatantly using alcohol to cope and that's not healthy. Yeah. Yeah. And I was just like, fuck, actually, this is not how I want to live my life. Lately, you always say this stuff and it's really, really good. It's actually just like you're getting in, like having that conversation with yourself and that's it. That's all you need to do. And it's no one can tell you these things. You have to self-actualize them. It has to be you that actualizes what's happening. In that instance, Mikey was like, this is not how I want to live my life and I'm using it. It's not just for fun. I'm actually using it to cope instead of actually dealing with what's going on. Yeah. So that's another distinction you have to make too. It's like, are you using that as a way of running away from something or pushing something to the side or not dealing with something? 
Because, I mean, I've gone through that too where you like drink and you're like, oh, fuck, I'm so much more confident when I drink and I don't worry about half the shit I used to worry about and it just feels better. And then it's like you get tempted to want to be in that state more and more. You're like, wait a second. <laughs> Hold There's up a, a minute. Slippery slope. Yeah, that's it. Wait, just stay there all the time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, constantly three drinks deep. Oh, you're so pleasant now. <laughs> We don't advise that. No, no, not at all. Not recommending, just to clarify. Okay, <laughs> moving on. So that was, I guess, vices, like self-monitoring around vices. Yeah. Okay, that was good. We talked about our vices. We've all got them, so I trust you all. Tick. Tick, yeah. Get my tick of approval. Tick. Let's move on to self-monitoring around food. And we're not really going to talk about calorie tracking, are no. we, at all? No. So, Layla, how would you – what's your approach with self-monitoring around clients and people and yourself? So a good way to do it is looking at food swaps. Um, That's how I did it initially. So like, for example, like I've talked about before, instead of getting like a large Big Mac meal at Macca's, I would then go to a small Big Mac meal. Essentially, that goes into portion sizing, I guess, as well. So it's a smaller portion, swapping out your full sugar soft drinks to a sugar-free version could be something you could do as well. So like food swaps and then I would say like portion control. So for some people it might be three meals and two snacks or two meals and two snacks, but they don't really – you're not counting calories. You're just using those as like a way of – a means of like monitoring your food. I like the food swap one. That's a real good one. But like the way I coach it's still well, – like I kind of – well, I know, so I'll tell people what to do. There is some sort of caloric awareness around that. So like let's say they have – Two bits of toast with eggs in the morning, and I would just tell them to instead of this toast, have this toast. And I know that, that this bread has like less energy; it's less energy dense. So yeah. making swaps, so that's a good way to do it. And you can, it's like a way of eating the foods that you normally have without like having that huge fear of changing your routine and what you're eating already. So it's a yeah. good way to kind of not change too much, I guess. So yeah, little food swaps. A really simple tool. <clears throat> that I like is uh, the hunger scale. The reason for that is because it, it helps to, it just gives you a framework to work within to bring some awareness to your internal cues and your own hunger. So bringing food and your and your food choices back to what, what's happening inside your body as opposed to an external kind of framework. What are the so cues? More intuitive. What are the cues that you use? In terms of like fullness, because I personally don't have a full. <laughs> well, you will, but you've lost it. Yeah. And uh, it's hard to find. Uh, uh, it's a process of getting it back. Yeah. Because if there's all this other stuff coming in that is external, then it's drawing the attention away from what's happening within your body. So fullness is actually something that is more recent for me as well. And even hunger, like noticing when I'm, when I'm actually hungry, is getting better and better. I notice what's happening around when I'm hungry. So what's happening to my brain and fuck, I'm starting to lose concentration and all these other sorts of things. There's oh, some familiar things. getting feedback from. Yeah. So, there. so you start to understand from the rumbling in your tummy to kind of starting to not being able to focus as much, uh, feeling tired as well. All these things for you as an individual that help you recognize that actually you're hungry and it's time to eat. We were talking about this the other week, like how often you should have a meal. Every three to four hours due to the way uh, insulin operate, that's kind of, if you have lost that 
hunger signal, sometimes just having that sort of structure around yeah. eating every three to four hours can be really, really good, especially if you have that thing where you're either not hungry or are hungry all the time. Sometimes you can just put that in place and go, I'll eat three hours from now or I need to eat now because it's been three or four hours. Yeah, that's important, some, especially for me, because during the day with the medication I take, I actually lose those hunger cues True. completely. So I have to be a little bit more planned and mechanical about it. And things like I don't I start to feel a bit nauseous. I, I really lose that concentration. Uh, but because I've lost those other hunger cues, I know that around this time I sort of I do really need to eat even if I don't feel like it and stress and stuff plays into that as well like it can make me feel even less like eating but I know that that's what I need to do so that's an important one because medication stress all of that has an effect on our hormones and the big drivers of our appetite whether we feel full or whether we feel hungry is leptin and ghrelin so when we're stressed or certain medications will change the interaction of that and will change, obviously, your hunger cues and your fullness cues. Yeah, being tired. So it's the, the ghrelin goes all the way up and tells you to eat lots. Mm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> when I'm tired, I definitely feel way more hungry. So sleep is a really good way, particularly if your goal is um, weight loss. And also what we mentioned before in terms of like food swaps, that's more for someone who has like a weight loss goal specifically. Yeah. Yeah. And then another like weight loss thing is, that's really good. And not only for specifically weight loss, but good for health is I'll often get people to like cook a huge bowl of vegetables, make mm. them taste good and eat those first. <laughs> yes. Try and fill up on those first and then go to your other stuff later. Like maybe your protein source second and then the other stuff last. So you fill up on those delicious vegetables, roast your beans and garlic and butter and salt, add some herbs, make them, make them taste good. You know? Roast your beans. Roast your beans. <laughs> I think there might be an element of avoidance in there that I'm not sure about. No, I think I'm not telling anyone to go vegetarian, but I know what you're saying. Yeah. I, think, I think what Sam's trying to say is more so like eat what you're going to eat, but focus on like your veggies first and then eat whatever else you're going to eat. Yeah. Just because it tends to it tend those veggies are more fibrous, so you're gonna get those hunger, whether you're full or hungry cues quicker, it's gonna kick in a little bit more. But you're not avoiding anything. So you can still eat whatever you want with your veg. Sam? That is exactly what I'm saying, Lola. Okay, all right, cool. Yeah, that's like one that I've used. And it gets people eating more veggies, hopefully. Yeah, I've used that one too. It's a goodie. I always eat the shit that I hate the most on my plate first. <laughs> I get that shit out of the way. It's called, it's called kiss the frog. <laughs> Kiss the frog. <laughs> what? Wait, hold on. How does that work? I don't get that metaphor. Someone explain it to me. Oh, because <laughs> oh, it turns into a prince. Yeah. So you like get the thing you don't want to do out of the way first because that's going to give you. The I was imagining payoff. you kiss the frog and then you oh, eat the frog. <laughs> the takeaways from food: having some structure around food timing, maybe changing the focus around what you're eating first, and food swaps. Those last two are definitely um, for people with a weight loss goal. The first one is just having some structure. So that's a good way to sort of self-monitor. I mean, we mostly just talked to weight loss just then. but mm. um, You could apply those with a surplus though. Like yeah. Obviously, if you're wanting to gain some muscle or some, some weight, then you could obviously swap a less calorie-dense option for a more calorie-dense option. Yes. So you just do the opposite. Precisely. Adding fat to food is also really helpful for that because fat's really easy. easy. It doesn't fill you up. You can just like drink melted butter if you want. Don't do that. Just kidding. But (laughs) like adding adding butter to stuff is a really good way to kind of up your food intake without filling up. Because a lot of people sometimes when they're trying to put on, I've never had this problem in my whole life, but I've had clients who've had it. I just get them to add uh, a little bit more fat to stuff because fat is the most calorie dense macronutrient. 
The third one is around training, self-monitoring around training. How do you self-monitor around training, Layla? You've got a structured program, don't you? Yeah, so I think programs or at least logging your workouts is a way to monitor your training. So even if you say, for example, you don't have a coach, but you've, you know, you go in the gym and you do, even if you like put together something randomly, just like write down what you did. That way, at least you have some form of way to track whether you're making progress or what kind of workouts you enjoyed, what kind of workouts you didn't enjoy as much, what exercises are your favorite. Like that would be the kinds of things that I would monitor with training. You know, how did you feel after your workout, before your workout? During your workout. All those kinds of things. Listening to feedback from your body is also a really good way to self-monitor. But in saying that, there are a lot of things that people should definitely do that they don't. If like they're on what? their own. Like as a trainer, I obviously would just tell you what to do. So self-monitoring around that. This would be a good cue to go see a coach. And actually, if you are feeling a bit banged up, go and see someone and talk about it. Or even if you're not banged up, the best way is prevention. It's so much easier to get off to a good start if you can access a coach, even if it's just, you know, for a couple sessions initially. So you learn how to perform the exercises correctly That way you're also more confident when you go into the gym to execute those exercises as well. It does amazing things for people's confidence when they know they're doing an exercise the right way. And if you want a little bit of help with something or you have a question, you can always ask us. We all have Instagrams and we love helping people out. If you have a question about your squat or your lunge, we also have um, the Instagram page where I try and put up some quality information uh, in terms of like how to perform movements and how not to perform movements. So head there. If you don't have access to a coach, that is free information for you, just for you guys, just for you listeners out there. Just for you. Is that your input, Mikey? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I have like three days a week and then, or two weightlifting days a week and then one or two days a week, I'll just do whatever I want to do. I like having like a bit of non-structure around it. I've been, I've been so structured in the past and sometimes I get really sick of Sick of it, so it's good to the mix mind it up funk from- when you don't progress, which or- is what I was trying to avoid. Remember when I told you guys I was trying to like just intentionally for the moment not program, yeah, but I've actually run into the problem where I've been overtraining, yeah. So, yeah. because I like it, it's a bit of a balance because it works both ways, right? Yeah, because you can have a program and you go, I have to do this today, but you might not necessarily feel up to doing that today, mm. you know. Mm. So that's mm. another thing that we always say, listen to your rig or your body um, <laughs> so you can make those sort of educated decisions about your training. Structure is good, but also too much structure can be bad. We always It's always the same thing. <laughs> it right. is. But it's, it is, yeah. yeah and it's, it's, it's learning about what where you find that kind of happy medium and learning from making mistakes like I have done and that I'm like, yeah, this is better for me mentally, but then I've gone and overtrained and actually, no, it's not great for me mentally because now I'm exhausted and I need to add some more structure in. Just like that, a framework. You work within it, but it's not set in stone. So I think that's the best way to approach it because if you don't have anything kind of parameters, sometimes it's a lot easier to actually really push yourself into the ground. Okay, it's that time. Question. 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 That was a good ad, Mikey. It was. Like the Migos. Or future. Ooh. Scoot, okay. scoot. <laughs> <laughs> I appreciate that. Okay, we've got three questions. They're good ones. First one is anonymous. Any tips for clients 
who are obsessed with weight loss don't see the long-term picture and get incredibly negative when they don't see results fast enough. Yes, I've told them to listen to the show. (laughs) (laughs) That was a good one and a tough one. So I thought, I don't know about you guys, but I thought about this in a couple of different ways. I thought, one, if you haven't already, you could go down the track of, you know, with your traditional strength training routine, how you see improvements in your one rep max, whatever, blah, blah, blah. Mm -hmm. So using a really fitness-based parameters to show that there's improvements and, you know, that kind of shit, technical term. (laughs) <laughs> that kind of shit so or changing. you know speed or or something like that cardio recovery rate all the all the ways that we can measure fitness to show improvement changing training focus yeah so more performance based focus. outcomes the other way is that it's actually a bit hard and i think maybe you're starting to wrestle with the idea of you've got a set of values and like you had to do the other week is it time so you don't compromise your values that you refer this person on Say this is this is what I'm doing. This is what I do. This is how I work. If that's not what you want, maybe I'm not a good fit as a trainer because we can't. It's such a big task. Yeah, it um, is to dismantle the things that we need to dismantle. And with that person, I just think it's actually a little bit challenging. I think so. Like, you know, sometimes I think people expect their coaches to do the work for them but we're here to help you cross the bridge, but we can't cross the bridge for you. I feel like sometimes we're scared to have these genuine conversations because we're so used to having the fluff and our automatic responses of how are you? Yeah, good. How's your day? Yeah, good. You know, how's work? Yeah, it's all right. My boss is a fucking bitch, whatever. (laughs) (laughs) But aren't you self-employed? Yeah, that's my point. (laughs) Um, But I feel like, uh, what Mikey's saying is, is true, but sometimes that comes down to you act- actually just have to have that conversation. It's about yeah. having the important conversation like, hey, I can see like, you know, this is a continuing theme. You remember this is how I coach and this is what's happening. Um, do you think maybe you could, you know, just remember that and know that we will get there, but you have to manage your expectations or say, look, I'm actually a little bit concerned about how um, focused you are on this. Um you know, do you think maybe it would be a good idea if you had a chat to somebody? I find this really hard because, like I said, with relationships, I'm a fixer. I've had them before, particularly with females. It's always their focus, yeah. and I always try and, like, turn them around. Usually they really enjoy that because it changes, but mm. that's not everyone, you know. Mm. But so. a lot of times when, when females, like, even even when they just go from, like, you know, when you're building foundations and you're doing, like, goblet squats and kettlebell RDLs, and then they get to touch like a, a bar for the first time. That's like very, very empowering. Powerful they feel shit. very badass yeah. and it's kind of gets addicted. They're like, oh, okay, this is, I really enjoy this now. Like now this is fun. But yeah. like you said, it's not everyone. I think you're right. Yeah, and don't feel obliged to do any – if the way they feel is influencing how you train them, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So like someone like that, I yeah. think feel like a lot of green PTs will fall onto the trap of going – well, it's a conditioning session yeah. every session. So yes. try not to fall into that. Don't feel like you need to please them and make them sweat and work really hard because they it's going to make them feel like it's going to get them results. I was guilty yeah. of that when I first started. Oh, 100%. Like, I mean, it's something that we all do, but don't feel like you have to do that. Don't. Yes. Because that's point. just going to further those thoughts. Yeah, if you've got a set of values which sound like they're really good, stand your ground. Like, yeah. like these are good things as a trainer to have. Yeah. Hold on to those. Don't compromise them. Motherfucking 100%. yeah. Question two. Gina, 
Should women eat slash exercise according to their cycle? Layla, what's your experience? What's happening, Layla? We've kind of talked about this we before. We have a little bit. It's it's You need to be doing some form of uh, creating some form of awareness around your body before you understand that. But what I like to do is actually get clients to log like how they're feeling, how hungry were they, how full were they, how did you feel after your workout, you know, just things like that. How was your sleep, blah, 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 all the rest of it. Um, And then once you kind of do that for a little bit, you know, say a month, you'll know like roughly where in your cycle you're feeling the best, where you like feel more tired, where you're more hungry. So therefore, yes, you would program when you know you're going to feel, you know, better, you know that you can push it a little bit more because you've got the energy and then – if you're feeling, you know, a bit flat, that's when you like deload or pull it a little bit back. And you know, okay, that's uh, that's normal for me. I know the week before my period is shit, so I just kind of like take pull it back a little bit. And then also with like eating around it, if you feel more hungry, I always bring my if my client's goal is weight loss, then I will bring their calories back up to maintenance for the week of their period because most women will find generally they're more hungry. And there's no point being ravenously hungry because that's just going to put you backwards and, and feed a binge cycle. So Kill I always boyfriend. bring calories up. <laughs> Sorry, chocolate and run. Run, David, run. Another thing is if you're training with someone, please, like, because I know it affects energy levels differently, but I've had one specific example where I had a, a client and she was part of the small group and she like literally just, <laughs> she pretty much passed out in class. Mm. And I was like, oh my God, what's going on? She's like, girl things. I was like, you have to tell me that stuff yes. because I actually like, I, I need to know. Yeah, don't um, be embarrassed to tell your yeah, trainer. Yeah, even yeah. if they're a male. It's, we're humans. I mean, I don't go through it, but I know that I'm aware that girls go through that. So, yeah. and we like, you sometimes need to change what you're doing in order to keep on going. So, yeah, tell, 100%. tell the world. <laughs> My sister used to make me bring a tampon. So I've been knowing about this shit for so long. Yeah, I don't have a sister. Yeah. <laughs> Please cut that. She'll, she'll fucking, she'll Leave fucking it. kill me. <laughs> Leave it. I'm so it. Okay, part two. Oh, this is a good one. Um, do you have any tips on mastering intuitive eating? How to stop eating because I'm bored and start eating when I'm actually hungry? You're doing something really good there already. Yeah. You know when you you know that you're bored when you're eating. That's, That's what that question mm. shows me. That's the first step. You're you're already being mindful and you're aware that I'm bored and I'm eating. So asking those questions is really, really good. What's the next phase from there? Find something to do. Find something that's going to, like Layla was talking about logging before. You can write how you're feeling. Do something that's going to be productive for you personally, I think can be a, like a good thing to fill out when you're bored. I've said this before, but like there's like seven potarts in a bag of chips, right? And if you sit down in front front of a TV and mindlessly eat them versus like staring at a wall, it's way harder to just eat if you're not like sidetracked or um, your focus isn't on the actual food. So try and Mm. have a little bit more focus when you eat. Get in touch with your food, you know. Feel it go down your throat. Chew the food. So that's another really good hop. Yeah, don't just (gasps) – don't inhale. Don't filter feed. You know what I mean. But I think you're really onto it with knowing. I would just say do something else productive to kind of fill that time. And if you really want it, then eat it. But, you know, there's ways around that. You know, remind yourself of what you're going to eat soon. Um, Actually, I am just bored. I'm about to have lunch or dinner or afternoon snack or something. So, actually, that's coming soon. I don't need to eat right now. Another thing you can do, just YouTube it, it's called urge surfing. So a lot of the times we think that we're on automatic and we cannot possibly stop ourselves from picking up food and eating it. But actually it's still a thought and 
you don't have to eat that food when you're bored. It's it is a choice. So give that a little Google. Edge surfing. Oh, I'll put a link to a video in the um. It's like edging. Edging. <laughs> it's a little, kind of is it different? <laughs> it's very similar. Very know? similar concept. What the fuck's edging? Sorry. Oh my god. I don't know. Oh, okay. So it's when you bring yourself really close to orgasming, but then you stop and you. Then do it again. I don't have the self control for that. And then you build it yeah, up. Yeah, actually, you probably can apply it to that. Yeah. Yeah. That's right. very similar. I like urge surfing. Very good. <laughs> um, and then what you guys talked about last week was actually, I probably should go back a bit. Intuitive eating is actually like it's a proper kind of paradigm to work through. So it's an official kind of thing. I'd like to be an expert on it, but I'm not. So when you guys talked about normalizing food last week, that's one of the kind of principles. So if you've got some foods which you know, you kind of avoid you can start if you feel like you're up to it start reintroducing it into your day even on a daily basis and just try and normalize the shit out of that mm. make it a normal part of your life don't mm. be scared of the food question three last question comes from nate angie nate dog what role do genetics play on our ability to put on lose weight and gain muscle is it actually easier for some people or do they just have the right balance slash program? There are people who can walk around with six pack abs and not have to do a whole lot. There are also people who walk around who bigger and have conditions that mean that they find it really hard to lose fat. And that can be genetics. That can be anything. Yes, it is a huge part. Like that girl, what's that girl who I sent you guys who's got lipidemia? Oh, she's amazing. Um, I don't know her name, but oh, yes. God, let me Look find her. Um, but anyway, like there are certain things that people have either genetically or um, a condition that can really influence how their body reacts to training and food and that kind of thing. So, yes. And some people find it really genetically easy to put on muscle. Like I've had two girls in my whole career who I've trained who were. Like absolute machines, hyper responders. And it was, we actually, they didn't want to, um, we had to like pull back a bit cause they were getting quite bulky, which does not happen like very often at all. Like I've been training people for what, six years now, hundred percent. Some people can just look at a weight and add muscle, but be happy with yourself. Don't worry about those other people, you know, fuck them. Yeah. Fuck them all. <laughs> just kind of focus on you. Who cares about those other motherfuckers? Also, genetics play a part in your, like, origin and insertion, so where your muscles actually originate True. and insert. So that's why some, like, they used to think different bicep exercises would give you more of a peak and different ones would give you that elongated look, but we now know it's just, like, where those muscles originate and insert. So for different people, their muscles will look differently shaped to yours just because of their genetics and where that muscle is placed. So that's why it's really hard to look at someone and say, I want to look like that because underneath all that, you don't know what's going on with their structure. The best thing to do is just not compare yourself. Be happy. You're a fucking great dude and I love you, Nathan. There you go. We all love you. Send love. Everybody, love. So Nate much dog. love. Love. <laughs> love, 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 love. Thank you so much for listening to this episode. If you want to reach out to Layla, you can find her at Layla Galassi. If you want to reach out to Mikey, you can find him at, well, basically, Mikey, if you want to reach out to me, you can find me at, well, basically, Sam. We also have an Instagram for the podcast. At well, <laughs> at well, basically, podcast. There's a lot of free, good information up there. Feel free to reach us all. Um, we hope you enjoyed it, and we also hope... 
You enjoy everything. <laughs> Heal the world. <laughs> Make it a better place. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Well, basically, that's it. <laughs>